Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to this month's bonus episode, which also doubles as a Patreon preview. If you are curious about Patreon and want to hear what is available if you sign up, then please stick around for this episode where I present to you a full-length interview with the wonderful Weekly Creep. I mention Patreon on every episode, so at the beginning of each month, I'm going to give you a little preview of what is available on patreon.com forward slash real life ghost stories. You can sign up to Patreon for either $2 or $5 a month and get all main and mini episodes of Real Life Ghost Stories completely ad-free. There are also extra film reviews, giveaways, bonus Q&As and much, much more. Remember, Patreon is entirely flexible and you can delete your pledge instantly at any time. For $2 a month, you can get access to over 50 episodes of bonus content. And for $5 a month, you get access to over 150 extra episodes. Every Monday, I release an episode of Tiny Tales. Sometimes it's a collection of spooky stories. Sometimes it's a special guest episode where a knowledgeable person comes on and tells their own paranormal tales. For today's preview, you'll be hearing an interview with the wonderful Weekly Creep. Sign up now at patreon.com forward slash real life ghost stories. Hello Patreon subscribers and welcome back to another episode of Tiny Tales. In this week's episode I am joined by the wonderful Adam and Dulce from Weekly Creep which is a weekly podcast that covers all things spooky with a little sprinkling of true crime if that's what you're into. Please make sure that you go and check them out after you've listened to this episode and just to let you know there's also going to be a video to go along with this where you'll get to see our beautiful faces. They have a great video setup I unfortunately do not so this episode was recorded over StreamYard so the audio quality while it's absolutely fine it's just not the audio quality that you are used to and it might be slightly different I hope you enjoy it and I'll see you next week hello Patreon subscribers welcome to another episode of Tiny Tales where I am not alone in the studio because I am joined by the wonderful weekly creep hello you beautiful people who are you why are you here Hello, that was actually way more energetic than that. It's like such lazy Sunday vibes over here that I just haven't got that in me. But hello, uh, yeah, we're Weekly Creep. I'm Adam and this is Dulce. I'm Dulce. Oh, it's so good to have you guys here, finally, because we've been threatening to do this for ages. Yeah, no, it's great to be here, honestly. Well, and I, mean, I haven't, like, I haven't done an interview in ages with anybody and I was so excited when when you guys text about it and I was like yeah let's do it um so Adam and Dulce what 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 is your podcast what do you do we talk about 
uh, ghosties, poltergeists, cryptids, UFOs, uh, and just weird little stories. A little um, bit of true crime. Yeah, just, yeah, we we pepper in some true crime, not too heavy with it, um, but and then just anything that really just interests us. Yeah, like that Tonga story. That one yeah. wasn't really like scary or anything, but it was just an interesting story. Really cool, yeah. About these kids that got um, abandoned on a was shipwrecked on yeah. this random island and had to survive. Wow, like real life Lords of the Flies. Yeah, literally, that's what it's yeah. known as. But it didn't. It wasn't. It was like a testament to these boys. Like they, it wasn't thrived. as bleak. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. They wow. like took their conditions and they like ran with it. Yeah, it was amazing honestly. yeah it's a really good story do you guys so um first question i'm gonna go straight in with the deep questions um do you ever find it difficult do researching true crime cases because i i don't know how how people do it because it's so dark sometimes yeah yeah when i used to do research i remember um there came a point so like the the reason why we started well why I wanted to do this podcast personally was because I had an interest in those topics, but I have no idea. Like maybe it's like with age or maybe it's because the stories that I was uh, researching or, or just like the, the scope of the, of just the, the scariness yeah. of humans, just like, and the things that they can do just um, let, like when I was presenting these things, it, it just felt gradually wrong like more wrong the more I did it and me I was like okay you know what like I think the last one that I did was uh that girl that got um Uh assaulted by these group this group of of boys that went to her school in Japan and the the awful things they did to her that was for me that was it I was like I'm not doing this shit no more yeah very heavy whereas I like I often joke that I'm a heartless bastard. Sorry for swearing. Um, but there's some subjects that like I'm very interested in because all of this stuff needs to be documented and studied in order to possibly prevent stuff like that in the future. But in terms of like it doesn't need to be broadcast in an entertaining way. So yeah, yeah that's what we're learning. Yeah. It's like I've considered now branching off, maybe if we're taking a break between like seasons with Weekly Creep, I'll do a, a true crime thing that's just factual. But like I have this one book, it's uh, Dennis Nilsson. Um, I can't even think where he's from now. He's Scottish. Yeah. Fascinating. Brilliant account. Beautifully written. It will not ever be a Weekly Creep episode because it's, I just... Was, yeah. Yeah, it just got too, too heavy. Whereas like when we do H.H. H. Holmes was a great one. Um, because there was so much debunking in it, we were able to, there's so much source material now, there's like three or four books, I think we were going through, and we could say like, oh, so actually this wasn't what happened. You know, like the the glorified, glamorous version of like the murder castle and stuff. We could say, well, actually there was never, you know, X, Y, or Z. And so like, that was great. We could give the story to it's as true as we could find, like, the best account because there is a huge amount of sensationalism that goes with the true crime genre yeah yeah um, and, and if anything like the i see like i wouldn't want to say that we like i don't want to give up on true crime like thinking about it because 
like there are so many platforms where people mm-hmm. do like um uh, they glamorize um and sensationalize like uh the people who do all these awful things and you hear that person's name in the media mm-hmm. but it's like they're awful people like why aren't you yeah you know so it's like maybe we would be remiss if we weren't that source of like factual this is how it should be presented for awareness purposes like if if you were ever in like if you're like to at least identify red flags to to keep you out of like you know to keep you alive basically (laughs) also there's also that you know it's (laughs) that You might meet somebody who presents in a similar fashion and you might go, oh, I got a exactly. second. Yeah, like, I oh, remember this. Your kids yeah. out there hurting small animals. Okay, let's, uh, yeah, let's, let's get an intervention. Boys, like, yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, have you guys ever covered the story of um, Dorothea Puentes? No. She was a murderer in Sacramento in um, California and randomly I'm only bringing it up because randomly I met a woman the other day who lived in her house where she murdered all of those people and uh, she said it was a nightmare but it was a nightmare because they were inundated with ghost hunters coming to the door yeah so I actually I'm familiar with the story all right um was that what she buried them yeah she buried them all in the garden yeah oh yeah the garden that's it like it's literally a stereotype case like it's one in a million but it's like the oldest ghost story in time like um so no we we haven't covered that but we covered recently fox hollow farm which is a similar mm. kind of like you know yeah murders taking place but that dude the guy who currently owns i can't think of his name now he like embraced the ghost hunters yeah i don't think he's making that much money off it or anything but he's very much like yeah come on up like let's take a look but yeah, I can't imagine having the cheek now. Maybe even three years ago before we started this, I would have been that person to like just show up at someone's door and be like, is this the murder house? Now I yeah. feel like I'd be like, okay, we've seen it. Let's keep going. You know what I mean? Well, that's what she was saying. Her name is Terry and she's um, a tattooist in Seattle. And she was saying oh, that like... <laughs> She that they, she'd have these people coming out from the door, and she'd be like, "Yeah, sure, you can you can ghost hunt all you want." She's like, "But it's not haunted. Like there is nothing here. There's nothing here for you." And she was saying, you know, all the times that people came knocking on their door, like they never they never documented anything. And she was like, "Yeah, I told you, it's not haunted. Like terrible things happened here, but it's not haunted." Yeah, I I do kind of believe in the like haunted places being bled dry as well, like. I do have a little bit of that belief in me. I think it can go one way or the other. It's either not haunted, but people have made it haunted, mm. like with all the stories that they tell, or it maybe it was really haunted, and now it's just being exhausted of all its energy that was possibly there at one point. Like that's what the Newkirks were saying about the Amityville house. Yeah, like yeah. once. Um, what was this guy's name again? So uh, Greg and Dana Newkirk of Hellier. That that's their one of their theories. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but they they actually knew somebody who knew one of the family members from the Amityville house, like the actual haunting of Amityville. But he went on to have like a pretty, I guess, illustrious career as a paranormal personality. Lutz, George Lutz. Lutz, yeah, yes. Yeah, he yeah. um 
so yeah no he but then he also was it no he was like was studying under the the dad the one that was a oh really i don't know yeah or something like that but basically like once they left the house apparently it wasn't haunted anymore but the theory is it's because the dad was practicing occult things and didn't have full understanding of what he was bringing into the house okay Uh uh-huh and so now like people go and you know they try to get glimpses of the house and they take pictures and like they knock and stuff and it's obviously bothering the current owners but the current owners say that the house is there's nothing that happens in the house it's not haunted mm-hmm. and, and that, that seems to sorry to interrupt, oh. that seems to happen a lot with these like i always find with you know the haunted house stories and the poltergeist stories and whatever that often when that particular family or that particular person is not in the vicinity anymore everything stops mm-hmm. yeah and it's funny now that you're saying that out loud like we did just cover hell fan i know you yeah. have also covered that before Danny Robbins, but um, <laughs> it is interesting though to say because actually Bill Rich from that story, the dad, he did have like books on the occult and stuff. And as much as I defend people who collect that stuff, because like we have weird crap here, yeah. you know? our house isn't haunted. But if we're to believe the story, the hauntings did stop when he left. You know what I mean? Like the the current owners are like, yeah, no man, this place is. Rosie, like you know that so that story was- that story in particular the hail fanog story i just find it so bizarre yeah it's one of those ones that i've always been like something strange happened there my personal favorite thing from the, the whole like the whole of everything like there's weird little tie-ins we actually ended up doing like an extra episode mm. just because there was um like the king of the witches alexanders and stuff like that but there was weird links when I was going through these interviews, like actually linking him to the family outside of like the story enough to the point where I was like, no, I need to tell somebody about this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, I love that. When you get so excited where you're like, everybody needs to know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think four people have actually watched that video, but anyway, um, not the point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, but no, the, the most interesting thing was like, and this isn't a spoiler, like any case, like the, the haunting activity or whatever comes and goes like it, like a bellows or whatever, but it had stopped for an extended period of time. And then one day, like there was a huge rainstorm and it brought rain to a stream that was only ever got a sound. I can't put the words together. Now, this stream was a dry stream and would only ever flow during a storm. Basically, it was just to divert water around the house or something. But this one night, they had a heavy storm and the, the river bed flooded. And that night, the activity came back where they had gone like, I think it was six weeks or three months or something. And they were able to pinpoint it down to that night, the activity came back. And I just thought that was a really interesting point. That is like, because people always say like, oh, you know, rivers, train tracks, yeah. anything like that. It, like That's where the energy is. And the fact that it was like, handed back to the place like that's what it felt like you know that's one of those few stories where i really felt like there is something ancient in the land yeah that was woken up for whatever reason you know Uh, because people often use the the that really age old problematic trope of like it it was a 
uh, First Nations burial ground, and that's yeah. that's that's where it all went wrong, and whatever, which is obviously very problematic. But there's sometimes with stories where you think, oh, that land has seen some shit, man. Well, so like this will take me off on a tangent, but from my bedroom window at home, I could actually see uh, is it a dolmen, like an yeah. old tomb, like for a pagan tomb, and like that pagans are always the kind of like you know the devil worshiper it's like oh this place is haunted because of those pesky pagans yeah those go to bad guys <laughs> yeah yeah but what was really refreshing about that hell fanox and i only know it because it is so recent like for us um covering it but the dude eddie burks who came in and he was like their savior or whatever he was like oh this ancient entity it's not like an elemental or it's not like, you know, any of the typical stuff. He basically said it was like a thought form that was put out by, yes, they were possibly pagans, but it wasn't a pagan god. It was just these dudes who are trying to hex another bunch of dudes. Or another I mean, god. we've all been there. But I mean, in modern witchcraft, <laughs> that is still a thing. And that's why it, it kind of hit home for me. I was like, okay, this is interesting because it's not putting the blame on any thing like it's not saying this is a demon it's saying this was something made from human intent that has gone on to stand the test of time because nobody really knew how to put it back in the box yeah and i just for me it always goes back to like what's now i guess called like the slender man enigma where it's like you know that horrific crime where the little girls mm. stabbed the other little girl because they believed that slender man told them to or not but at what point does Slenderman begin to exist in a when you're talking about it in court and stuff yeah. like that, you know. So it obviously we're rational humans. We're not saying like it's Slenderman, but like in two or three generations, that could be a very real story, like you know. And and there is um there is a lot of weight as well to giving giving something a name. So I always think that with you know the story of the rake, yes, which is like you know that that sort of white being like you know limmy and slender manny and whatever and and it, it was a sleepy it was a creepypasta like it's not it's not yeah. a real story but for loads of people they were like yeah but that is what i saw like mm -hmm. that's actually what i saw in real life so then the rake suddenly takes on a whole different meaning rather than it just being a story because it gives people a name for something that they were actually seeing in real life mm. yeah exactly and then mm even like in terms of this is what we were only talking about the other day uh, in a UFO story that we covered, it was described the actual ship or craft or whatever. It was described as a wheel within a wheel and straight away, it will say perked up because you had heard angels being described the same way. Yeah. Yes. But the, the funniest thing for me was you were watching a game grumps episode, nothing to do with paranormal or anything. What were they even playing? they weren't playing anything they it was an, a tier video where like they have all these things and they put them on s tier a tier b tier c tier or d tier and they were talking about cryptids mm. and they were like <laughs> the hottest cryptid and so Mothman. Mothman. Yeah. right oh <laughs> and so uh they had angels on there and then one of the guys was like well, is this like westernized angels or is this like yeah. biblically correct uh, angels? And they're like, what the hell is that? And so they pulled up pictures of the biblically correct angels. Yeah. And 
that one of them was like a wheel within a wheel with like wings and shit and like writing all over it. Yeah, and, and some of them are just like eyeballs and wings and yeah. like all sorts yeah. of crazy shit. But it goes back to like when you're trying to describe something, like say like the rake is a really good example of that. Like I always think of people coming back from Africa, this British people coming back from Africa back in the day and trying to describe what a rhinoceros was or a yeah. hippo. And people like when you're in your head, because when Dulce said a wheel within a wheel, I pictured like I'm very nuts and bolts. So I was like tires, you know what I mean? Like yeah. car wheels. Whereas these uh, drawn out depictions of the angels are like rings, you know, or like maybe even cartwheels. And it's like because that's what the people were describing. So it's like how you're picturing something is totally different. Yeah, even though they're describing the same thing, so this rake thing could be a plethora. But yeah, now we've given it a name, so now people are giving it more I'm, juice. Yeah, power, I guess. Like, not to be all like. I love that giving it more juice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna change tact slightly. Cool. Very important question. Probably the most important question I ever ask anybody. What is your favorite scary movie? Okay, I know mine. I'm gonna go first while you're thinking. Okay. Pet Cemetery, the original. Uh, and my favorite song is Pet Cemetery from Pet Cemetery based off the book Pet Cemetery. <laughs> no, I actually do uh, that we were only I was listening to it the other day. It's I love everything about that movie because it's I am a big fan of the book as well. But it was so like they didn't try to hide anything. They're like, ah, it's just a horror movie. Like, just enjoy it for what it is. Yeah. And, uh, like, the Ramones and stuff just being involved made it, like, solidified it in time, I think. But everything from, like, the manual effects. I'm not a big fan of CGI. Like, still to this day, I'm just not into it. I prefer, like, you know, just Play-Doh. Show me plasticine on the screen, like the original It and stuff. Um, And there's that one scene with the sister in it that when I saw that, for the first time as a grown man, I it was daytime and everything, and my blood literally ran cold when I saw it. I'm not going to ruin it for anybody because you have to watch the movie, but terrifying, terrifying. Uh, <laughs> for me, like, uh, it's, like, stressful watching horror movies, but I still put myself through it. Um, but the ones that I can easily fall into are my favorite which is queen of the damned and the craft oh oh great choices i only watched the the craft again recently for the 400th time and it's still so good it slaps yeah didn't didn't corn do the soundtrack for queen of the damned or am i making that up or was or was jonathan well, davis in jonathan davis was in it not corn mm. and chester yeah. Bennington was in it too and, I've never seen And this the Kidney before. Thieves also. The soundtrack is amazing for Queen of the Damned. Yeah, I've never seen it either. I just I just used to be a massive Corn fan back in the day. <laughs> and I just knew that they had some link to that film. That was Aaliyah's last feature film. She was actually cast to be Trinity in The Matrix, but she had passed away in that awful plane crash. So they cast that, mm. uh, that whoever played her. Interesting. No way. Yeah. We're gonna have to watch this now after this because I'm. I don't it's even a vampire know. movie, isn't it? It's a vampire movie based on the book Queen of the Damned, written by Anne Rice. 
Uh, yeah, okay. never read it never seen it i do need to watch it though um it's vastly different from the movie but the movie stands alone like very well oh i'm gonna have to check it out i also i'm checking it out just for jonathan davis <laughs> 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 because i love him so much um what is the best thing about doing a podcast i think the people like <laughs> that's okay that's a very uh like award thing like response <laughs> but now like actually that um jesus christ i keep kicking this still uh i was actually only talking to another podcast about the other day uh we've made some very interesting connections the last few years i mean like yourself being one of them um like it is really nice to see like obviously our listeners you know and we do interact and stuff like that we've met one of our listeners who we were supposed to actually meet yesterday as well but they weren't there um and again that was actually through you she reached out and was like oh i know you guys are like anyway um but yeah i think that's for me that and i've learned so much about subjects that i'm very interested in now i have a valid excuse to just get elbows deep and and spurt out random facts to strangers who don't want to hear it like yeah. <laughs> i i think for me it's just uh listening to the things that you come up with <laughs> uh like your stories and, and how you frame them and, and seeing how passionate you are about yeah. the stories that you drum up and stuff and um because like you you script all your stuff so yeah. i think that's really cool um and i i think the the editing jobs that you do with the videos that's my favorite very very elementary level like inserting gifs and stuff like that That's, that shit uh, makes me laugh so much <laughs> and it's so it's so it, like it's simple i know it's not actually simple but it's simple but effective do you know what i mean yeah and it is impressive because it takes well, time that's the thing that is that what people don't realize about video editing and podcast editing is the sheer amount of tedious time it yeah. takes it's um it's opened up a whole new like I know we when we spoke the first time I was like I was really bad in school and stuff like that just because I was a shit I was more into like smoking that than the back of the football fields like really typical stuff so I was always like oh computers aren't for me I'm gonna be an electrician I don't need my brain I'll just use my hands and uh, now I'm like very confident in like different softwares like video editing and stuff like that but i will say the time yes it takes me probably for a very rudimentary episode there's at least 20 or 30 hours gone in every week uh after work and stuff and as much as i'll complain about it i do thoroughly enjoy doing it mm -hmm. and in the editing like now we do videos it's just to keep me refreshed on the stuff that i've learned that's the whole reason why we do the youtube um but all the editing I actually do just to make little jokes for Dulce. And They're I'll, so funny. Yeah. So it's like it might not be relevant to anything. <laughs> but he'll but be I'll, like, oh, look, 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 watch this part in this video that I just got done editing. And he'll play it, he'll stream it on the TV. And it, it'll, it's always so fucking funny. He's oh, like, I love that so much. <laughs> that, that's all I wanted you to see. Yeah. Like, okay. It was just for her. Like, you know? <laughs> that is so sweet. And then, um, Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online 
you'll experience the all-new Cerebral Way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Conversely to that, what is the worst part about doing a podcast? All the time and effort that goes into it. <laughs> 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 uh, no, no, like, I, I like, because I, I don't get too involved in the episodes anymore. I used to. But, um, like, in the Patreons, I like to do, like, the silly shit, you know, like, doing mm. those game shows, like, variety-type game shows for Patreon episodes. And it's not ever scary. But it's so cool to just have the freedom to do the dumb shit. It's like the real serious shit that sucks. Yeah. <laughs> um, I will say on a very real level, I'm, and this is something that I've learned recently, perfectionism doesn't mean that something is going to come out perfect. It just means that you can be an absolute arsehole while you're trying to get it right. And don't say has to put up with it. Because I'll be saying, you know, trying to arrange a day that we can come in and record. And I'm like, I just bought this one light. I'm just trying to get it like just right, right. right. Yeah. And she's like, just tell me a fucking story. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Or like, so that's completely my fault. But like, I think the I think it's interesting it. that you pose those questions in that manner because you didn't say what's your favorite part about doing a podcast together? Because that is a different <laughs> question entirely, I think. It is a very different question. <laughs> <laughs> but let's let's go there. What is your favorite part about doing a podcast together? And your least favorite part about doing a podcast together. <laughs> so I guess he just said, like, for me, the favorite part is when he does like little shit that makes me laugh or whatever on the videos. Um, but like, oh man, it it got it's better now. But at the beginning, man, because he's such a perfectionist, like he would make try to make sure that everything is perfect, like what his vision of perfect mm -hmm. is, to the point where he was also editing the stuff that I w would say or could say because it wasn't he's it didn't to his fit life. in the timeline or it something it didn't yeah. fit the style that he envisioned yeah. the podcast to be and I'm like well hey like if I want to burp on this microphone and force tons of people to listen to it then <laughs> I want that you know don't edit out my burps yeah <laughs> Bearing in mind as well, we were actually just one year married when we started doing this. Yeah. So there was a oh, whole other oh. stuff going on in the background. And there was COVID. Oh, and that, yeah. Oh, yeah. It so. was COVID. So, um, but now, like, like we just, like, I, I just had to put my foot down and be like, stop censoring me. <laughs> or I'm out. That, yeah, that but, was but it's true because you, like, I am obsessed and I still am obsessed with mouth noises to, like, to a to a titchy tiny degree where if it even sounds mm. like a mouth noise i am livid you know what i mean and i <laughs> but it is leaked into like my listening to other podcasts i'm like i can't listen to that podcast because there's too many mouth noises and i'm like oh my god let it go 
Just yeah. you're crazy. Let it go. Yeah. Like they no. drink a lot of water. No. It's good for them. But oh, no. So good. there's actually a name. <laughs> there's a name for that. It's called misophonia. Yeah. Okay. I The world needs to know about this because it's a real <laughs> thing. And people like it's tied in with like ADHD and stuff like that as well as like just being one of those little quirks. Yeah, try sit down, listen to yourself for four hours, and all you can hear is, "I'm not even going to do it now," but like just mouth slapping together, like you know. What I mean? Oh God, it makes me—it's just the one thing I just cannot, I cannot do anymore. I just like it drives me insane. And then I think, get an editor, and then I'm like, no, I can't relinquish control. Yeah, yeah, no, that's it. See, I don't, I don't mind mouth noises. You I don't like, edit it. I like. No, like I li- I go out of my way and listen to like ASMR oh, yeah, yeah. stuff. Oh, you see, like, I enjoy mouth noise. My worst nightmare. There'll be times when I'm sitting <laughs> in here, I'll be editing or doing something. I'll have headphones on, like noise canceling headphones. Don't say it's in the other room watching ASMR, and I have to go in and lower it down because I'm like, I'm sorry that I am this way, but I'm about <laughs> to, I don't know, punch a cat or something. I'm just. And it's that real, like, it's that real primal rage where you're like, <laughs> are you kidding me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah like, when he's not here and my nieces are here, because we like watching that shit. And um, it's it's ASMR and mukbangs. So, so yeah. we'll watch mukbangs and, like, he won't be here. I'm like, come on, Nana, maybe, <laughs> come on, let's watch mukbangs. Adam's not here. <laughs> Yeah. Quick, quick, quick! While he's not here, I am that curmudgeon now. Like, you know? Um. So, have you guys ever had a paranormal experience? Uh yeah. Um, I've had two. One was just a stink, where like before I found out about the what is it called stone tapes. Stone tapes. I was like, oh, this is like a stink, but um, that permeates the walls and stays and stays. But um, yeah. So. At like around 12 o'clock at night, woken up by this lady, I think, could be a dude for all I know. Anyway, heels, woken up by heels. Coming from the kitchen into the hallway, I woke up. Cat was terrified. I was terrified. Woke up Adam. Adam was apparently terrified, but Didn't too, admit pr- it though. too proud to say so. <laughs> um, and I told him, I was like, there's somebody in this house. And he was like, no, 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 no. And then he just rolled over, fell asleep. I actually didn't fall asleep. I just pretended. So he just left me alone then. Um, And then I had to, like, just grit and bear it. And I got out of bed and went to go check it out. And it was no one. And then the other one was um, the sulfur smell. That yeah. was weird. I, I forgot. Oh, yeah. We were fucking with a Ouija board. Oh, my God. Not me. Somebody else. Oh, <laughs> uh, dude. This was like in my early 20s. I forgot all about this. That's that's what happened. We were fucking with a Ouija board, me and my friend. And uh, it, it, it didn't go down the way we thought it'd go down. And so we, you know, we stopped. And so the next day. Me and my mom come home and we, and it smells like there's something burning inside the house. Like we could smell it from outside. And then we came in and we could smell it all in the house, but then it just got stronger. Like it smelled like sulfur. 
And so we're like sniffing around, worried that maybe there's like a gas leak or I don't know what. And then um, went to the backyard. It wasn't there. And we're like, okay, it's inside the house because it's the strongest inside the house. And so I go to my room and it just gets keeps getting stronger in my room. And I have this uh, wooden altar uh, where I keep all my witchy stuff in. And um, I was like, let me see if it's there. And so I open up my clothes, like my, my closet, I spread apart the clothes and then I stick my head in and I'm like, this is where it is. And so I'm smelling my clothes, but it's not in the clothes. And I pick up the altar and something just told me to just rub my hand underneath my altar, like, cause it's just a little box. And I, and that's where it was coming from, from underneath my altar. And I have no idea why it was so crazy. That is so weird. Yeah. yeah. I I kind of get freaked out by that story because since living here, we're, we still live in that, or like that's still our bedroom now. It wasn't mine at the time, but um, not overly long ago, maybe like a year or two ago, we were in bed and the way the bed was positioned, that wardrobe, that closet was by my head. Um, like if I look to the right, that's the closet. And so the bed was in the middle and there was like a U-shape around it, like a typical bedroom. But we have two cats. So Porkchop, the big one, and Max, the small one, was like very small at the time. And we were both lying in bed watching TV. And all of a sudden I got this smell of like perfume, like straight up, like as if somebody had written about this in a comic book, it was like, this is what perfume is supposed to smell like, you know, like floral and like love, like like an older woman like would wear, I, I would assume. And so I get this whiff and I'm like, oh, somebody must have sprayed something in the kitchen. I don't know. But then the cats, both of them at the same time, just poke their heads up and they start staring at the closet. And then they follow whatever this smell was all the way down to the bottom of the bed and back up around by Dulce. And then you got the smell, right? Yeah. So we've had, now that I think about it, like, we're putting together more stuff. Here, I'll get it. That's Max is trying to get in right Max now. Max is trying on. to break in. So, so basically, don't say the long and short of it is that you're haunted. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think so. Um, yeah, no, you know what? I completely forgot about that story, that soul first story. And we've been doing this for a long time. And I don't think I've ever... You did heard in the first anything episode, like that. Right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, like sulfur and like demons and all that is like very, yeah. There's that. <laughs> that's, but... that's Max. Um, oh, did he get in the shot? But we actually <laughs> did then as well. Uh, on our honeymoon, we actually had an interesting, <gasps> tiny little story. We were in Salem, Massachusetts because, like, why not? Why not? It's like, it's literally called the Witch City and it's great to go and check it out. But anyway, we stayed in this lovely older building a uh, typical like big new england house that had just been divided up into rooms so not like a stereotypical hotel but we were on the third floor and whatever like all the floorboards were like mad wooden and creaky and just like really really nice i love the place but the last morning or the second last morning they'll say text me from the shower to say which is like literally just over here she's like oh can you ask them to bring in more shampoo and i was like Ooh, who are you talking about? Like, so she had heard the what who she assumed was like the housekeeping yeah. coming in, 
But I was actually lying in the bed and didn't hear anything. So I got up. The door to the room was right beside me. And when I got up, the door was unlocked and open just enough so it was resting on the latch. And it's a, it was a heavy door. Like it, it gets stuck a lot. Yeah. And so I opened the door and I look around and I'm like, I, I had been in that literally three feet from this door the entire time. And I don't know, but the, the door directly across from us was also open in the exact same way. And so we did. We asked the housekeeper when they came in and they were like, they knew that they weren't supposed to be talking about this kind of stuff. Um, but they had had like a very spooky experience in the basement of the place where like yeah. all the lights had gone out and they heard oh, footsteps. Shut up. Down the yeah. Yeah. So, we had asked them, I was like, is this place haunted? Because, you know, we heard what we thought was you come in and she was yeah. like do you want the truth or do you <laughs> want <laughs> you know? yeah. like what do you want and then they told us about what happened in the basement yeah and then like other smaller stuff like when we were in edinburgh um oh, we did yeah. a ghost tour and we were in the catacombs right That's oh in the- yeah the vaults in edinburgh Vault. yeah. Yeah, the yeah vaults. um we were under there and like when they first turned out the lights, I felt someone at my leg and I was like, what the fuck is that? And when the lights came back on, it was just some strange lady who I like, <laughs> immediately like just clung to the closest person to her when it got dark. Oh. And then much later in the graveyard, we're sitting there or we're standing in the grave. Like is that's where they finished the tour. And I had on this DC like black raincoat that I still have. Like it was my work kind of jacket. And I felt like just somebody here you know what I mean? Like just being too close. And I kept moving forward a little bit because it felt like they were just like pulling at my hood or something, like just being in the way. So I was like, what the fuck? So I kind of thought it might have been that lady again, but they felt taller. And then the woman, like this is the most stereotypical thing I've seen. Another thing, but she's like telling the story and she's like, and a lot of people feel stuff right here. And she shone a light just behind me. And I turned around. There was like obviously nobody there. And it was such a like no 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 that that wasn't like that was nothing that was absolutely it was 100% something and then you thought you saw something in there yeah this okay. weird slenderman like <laughs> thing <laughs> and i only say that because like he he wears like a suit right where he's like white right here yeah. and the rest of it's black and and just kind of looked like spidery in the corner so like a i guess like a shadowy map but then we went back to the the hotel room which was tiny like comically small and the tv just all night kept turning on and off oh shut up yeah yeah yeah. and just like not even to the it was an older tv so like it wasn't even lighting up but we just hear the k-dink and so neither of us acknowledged it we just happened to be in the mood to watch the office on our ipad like (laughs) you know for i love that when you're like i'm gonna watch something nice and funny and and that's not gonna terrify me yeah, that's it. Don't bring your attention to it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We didn't discuss it until we left the building. We yeah. were like, okay, now that it can't hear us, let's <laughs> yeah. talk about what it. What the fuck was that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, what has been the scariest story that you've covered on the podcast? That's a good one. Um, why didn't I think that you were going to ask this question beforehand? Um the scariest i think is probably going to be my favorite one i'm going to put like favorite because i love them all 
but uh they're all my children no yeah. have, all your babies yeah. <laughs> have you ever heard the uh the boy who tried they bought the boy they tried to hide it's actually by an irish social worker it's a book did you tell me about this book before i feel like you did i probably did because okay this was the power of the podcast was amazing because i like put up a description of this story that i had once heard i was like don't remember where i heard it can somebody help me and then like within seconds people had written back it was a story that had been covered on spooked which is like yes they're they're in like their sixth or seventh year i think or even more um anyway it was based off of this book the boy they tried to hide and uh by shane dunphy right we saw him. I hope him. Yeah, we did. We ended up meeting him just by chance the last time we were home. Um, and he's lovely. He was on their show and all talking about it. But because he was a social worker and is still a very respected, like now he does, like represents social workers in court. I think I probably have that wrong. He does something to do with like the yeah. judicial system in Ireland anyway, um, in regards to like child care or something. But he had had this case come up where this child had been talking to an imaginary friend who boy who lived in the woods behind his house and the mom was like single mother like struggling with two kids and all that anyway it turned out the imaginary friend was not imaginary um he also wasn't real like he wasn't a, a solid a, yeah a tangible boy but the more shane got involved with this case and it was like off the record kind of stuff like the police and all had been involved because the little boy the real little boy ended up like he was being guided out into the woods and they thought that it was a very real like sex trafficking thing or something yeah um so the police were involved they had like a manhunt they eventually they found him hiding up in a tree and he said uh you know the other little boy lives out here he was showing me we were playing last night and then he just went away or something along those lines anyway it was the reality of that story made it my favorite haunting case in general, but also absolutely terrifying. And I think like we're really removed because like we're reading stuff like this constantly. You kind of get like numb to it. Yeah, you too. So sometimes I have to stop and like really put myself into the position that these people, these experiences are in. And I'm like, oh my God, this is actually bone chilling. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I think that that for me is probably the scariest in terms of like mother trying to save her son and yeah. I think for me it was the story uh, based on that book with the the people in the attic. The people in the attic, yeah. Um, Doretta Johnson was the name, the woman's name. So the Johnson family is very generic, but yeah, they it was another like poltergeist. Thing, but actually really played into the stone tape theory as well this woman was they moved into this motel that's what it's more famously known as like the haunted motel case so you might have heard of it no, uh, I think I have. the windrift hotel or something look we have the book here so next time you're over we'll give it to you. <laughs> um okay so these guys they bought this motel it was a fixer-upper they didn't have that much money but they were like this is our dream like let's put it all back together and obviously it didn't pan out the way they had hoped weird stuff happening people knocking on the doors in the middle of the night and like it progresses from there but the thing that yeah it was terrifying every aspect of it was terrifying but the thing that 
really stuck with me was the woman of the the main person in the story who like wrote this account was having like visceral visions of stuff that had happened in like she'd open her bathroom door and be transported back in time by what she was seeing and it was um like who she assumed was a husband and wife in the throes of like an argument and stuff and she kind of again whether this was psychic whether she kind of dreamed it i don't know but it was so real to her that it was like we were saying earlier like with the the high heels here like was that just like as if someone hit press play on a tape and now she was just seeing it we don't know why she couldn't control it it was very random um but that for me it really stood out as like a, a perfect case of like here's a really well-documented case of stone tape theory or, or whatever we want to call it. Yeah, I, I think that yeah. that was the only story that you've told so far that as you're telling me, I'm getting goosebumps. Yeah. And I don't, like, like when I'm watching a, a, a scary movie where it's like, oh, I just want this to end because I'm on, <laughs> I, I'm on, I'm on sus- like, suspense the whole constantly, time. you know? Yeah. But yeah, that one was, pre- and then like, they had like a fireplace that they kept painting over. Oh God, yeah. But it kept getting like the because originally it was charred with like burns and stuff, and it was so ugly. And they tried to like redo it. They painted it and all pretty, and then as the hours went by, it just started reverting back to its previous state. Yeah, there was a lot of. It was a lot of shit. Like almost like, I use the term stereotypical. But I don't mean it in a, a bad way. It's just like yeah. there, it checked a lot of boxes on a like what a paranormal investigator would love to get in and like be able to say this is a classic case of whatever you want to call it poltergeist or, or whatever. Um, and they were, that they they were featured on like some TV shows as well, you know, like those really bad. 30 minutes trying to squeeze in six years worth of information like yeah, yeah. Um, like spontaneous like bursts of flames like yeah they were, like that, in it, constant danger of like being like, killed by smoke suffocation or like the house yeah. burning down it was just like really scary so it got i can't remember like what number that is on the list of like shit to watch out for on poltergeist but it's like level eight poltergeist activity yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? yeah defcon 5 yeah it was intense that, yeah, that story. Was... yeah jesus i forgot all about it sorry there's a cat again jesus christ you guys have definitely given me uh, two two episodes to <laughs> to look into. Keller, uh, I'll send her the link to the books. Oh, he said he'll send you the links to the books. No, right. I feel like I have the the boy they tried to hide. I think I have that book somewhere because I know we've talked about that before. It's a crazy story. I need to look into it. Um, I know Ad, Adam is gone. He's disappeared with cat business. Um, where 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 can I where can everybody find you guys? if they want to find you guys. So we are Weekly Creep on Instagram, on Spotify, on Apple. Yeah, anywhere, anywhere. Uh, We're really trying to push the YouTube thing just because it's like kind of novel for us to be, we we didn't do, like we've been doing this for three years, but at this point it's kind of like, we've been practicing for a few years and now we're kind of more in the flow of everything. Like even in terms of just this little room, we have it very organized for ourselves. just learning on the way. 
Can I just say as well, for uh, those of you who are listening, this is obviously just audio, but there will be a video component to go with it just for Patreon. And your video setup is really good. All right. I'm sitting here in a shitty hotel room. (laughs) Can you hear the ice cream man is here? I don't know if you can hear it. I can hear it. Typical. Well, I'm glad she showed up now because we were literally (laughs) complaining about it last time. Yeah. yeah, the last time, because we tried to record this before and it didn't work out very well, but the last time we were talking about the ice cream man, can you guys explain the, the, the perils oh, of the ice cream man? I'm convinced that like, their schedule works out perfectly with our recording schedule because it feels like every time we sit down, this fucking guy comes around. And then we have a, a new person that like cycles uh, a push bike, a regular push bike, full of like with a basket full of snacks and just honks this like clown horn. So it's like, burp, 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 burp. <laughs> and we'll say tell them what oh no sorry real quick before we go yeah okay so i'm terrified of wasps and there's this wasp <laughs> right and so they're like ornery like aggressive motherfuckers oh is it okay if i curse absolutely okay oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so like he's coming you know like at me and stuff the wasp the wasp not the man but the wasp is coming and I'm like, get away, motherfucker, you stupid bitch. And as soon as I say that, the guy in his push bike is just like, like pedaling like, by, yeah. staring at me because he thinks I'm talking to him. He's got one little tear running down his face. He's <laughs> like, I'm just trying to make people happy with my stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, he's like, I'm not even selling these sweets. I'm just giving them out to strangers. Yeah, yeah. Um, but and thank you as well. We uh, we uh, so now I avoid him. Our lights are uh, they're pretty well jerry rigged. This is like Coochie Kopi from Bob's Burgers. I don't know if you've anyway. We just kind of been throwing it together, uh, but lately, yeah, we've put more time into the YouTube end of it. So that's all. So weekly creep everywhere. That's, that's his all way of I'm saying thank say. you. Yes, thank you. Oh, you guys have been great. Thank you so much. And I also have done an episode with you guys over on your feed. Yeah, so if you watching this if you're listening to this on patreon please go and check out weekly creep wherever you get your podcasts and on youtube because i cannot stress enough for how much effort goes into making youtube videos it is that's yeah. why i do it so sporadically because it's such a pain in the arse yeah. i love the youtube videos those are my favorite it's fun for us but check it out thank, thank you, you so much